0: Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point, why did they make that decision, and most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, We have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're thrilled to have Valeria Elliott as our special guest.
1: Valeria Elliott is better known as Ms. V, the storyteller. She lost her voice at the age of six and didn't get it back until she was 23. As a result, Valeria started sharing her personal stories and decided to turn them into a podcast. Her stories are personal, and she uses them as a tool to help others. Valeria believes that stories can educate, heal, free, and propel people into making new and better choices. Valeria, we always like to start our podcast by asking what you do when you want to expand your thinking.
2: One of the main things that I do is I read my Bible and I meditate. I have to. I have to spend time with God to prepare myself mentally for for the day. Even if it's not going to be a great day, I just need to have that space and that time. And then there there is like a... A show that comes on that I'm always I I always go to to help push me, and it's called Finding My Roots, and it's a show that comes on um, PBS, and it basically they they have guests on the show, and the guests find their roots. They they go back all the way back in time. And when I look at that show, it makes me feel so inspired to move forward because I think about my ancestors and everything that, they'd gone, that they had gone through and they made it in order for me to be here. So if they can go through all the things that they've went through, I can do the same. So it just pushes me. Every time I watch an episode, I'm like, you know what? I'm stop, I'm going to stop complaining and I'm going to move forward. So the Bible, <laughs> meditation
0: and finding my roots, that program is amazing. Uh, Valeria, I um, welcome and thank you again for joining us. We're so excited. And I was just thinking when you said it's kind of you have this short term daily, which is the Bible and your meditation and then finding my roots and I can see the person who's the host. What's his name? I can't. Lewis, John Lewis, it. Gates, 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 Gates. Mm-hmm. That's Junior. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I can see. I'm like, gosh, G, like, yes. Um, I haven't watched it, but I love. I know the premise, and so I adore that you. This gratitude is such a thread already that I can tell. So the gratitude and like, this is what I come from. This is what I understand. Um, and I kind of go. I've, I've done so much, like, do you know what I mean? Like you, like you understand the, the longitudinal of life, but then also you do the short term, which is I need to meditate daily and kind of get right daily. Does that make sense? I think I Yes,
2: it does. Absolutely. And you know, because I'm a storyteller, I look mm-hmm. at it this way. The Bible is a book of stories. Yes. When I look at the show Finding Your Finding My Roots, that is a story. That is my history. That's stories of my history, of yeah. other people's histories. And I love it and the meditation is just for me to sit quietly, not talk, just sit. Sometimes I just put music on the the ocean and the waves and just sit quietly so I can be centered. So I can make sure, you know, I'm going in the right direction. And those things, you, you just wouldn't believe how they help you. Even a, a, a TV program, you know, uh-huh. just watching someone else go through their journey and through their stories of their life is inspirational to you as well as
0: for them. Yes, well, and, and and we're gonna get to why you're such a storyteller and why it's so important to you. But it, it it's so powerful. It's the reason that we do this podcast. It's the reason you do your podcast because so many people learn and grow through a story, yes. not research. Which I, we like research too, but no one kind of says I changed my life because I read a stat, right? Right? They say it because I heard uh, Ms. V tell me a story right? They, like, she made me feel something. And that's what the Bible and the meditation does for you as well as finding my roots. Have you, um, real quick, because we, always, we uh, lots of our guests talk about meditation, how, and just kind of being that centered, have you done that for a very long time and it's now kind of easier for you? We always kind of try to help people, like, how do you break into that? How do you kind of center yourself um, and do that as a daily habit? Well, it's it's not easy. It's it's really
2: not easy at all because your mind does not like to be quiet. It Mm -hmm. likes to keep talking and Uh, A friend of mine, she called it mind chatter. And it just Mm. like a whole bunch of talking going on. And it's very difficult to do it from the beginning. So what I found, because I struggled at the very beginning just to sit quietly. Now, I can sit in my house quietly. I can be here and I'm quiet, but my mind is always thinking, what do you Mm -hmm. need to do next? And, and, you know, especially as women, because we have so much on our plates, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like our mind is like, you don't have time to be quiet because you have to do the kids. You have your husband, you have your job, you have your business you have all of this and your mind doesn't want to be. So what I start doing is I love the beach. The beach is my most favorite place in the world. I mm. can be so centered there. So I will go on YouTube and I would pull up the oceans and the waves and I would put my ear earbuds in and I would sit and I listen to it and I imagine myself at the beach. Mm. And that quiets me down so quickly. Even like right now, if I were just to put those waves on in the back, my whole body would immediately go into relaxation mode because that is a place that I found that brings me peace. It brings me down. So I would start off with that and I Mm -hmm. would just play that music and it just helps my mind. I, I see myself on the beach. I feel the the water underneath my feet. I feel the mm-hmm. sand. I smell the ocean because I've been there so many times. So I can actually visualize myself there. And that helps me. And yeah, then I- after about 10 minutes of that, then I start to turn that music down. And then by that time, I'm starting to get a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. And then then I, you know, I start just praising God and just talking to the Lord and it just brings me down, but it's not easy at first. At first, you have to find that thing that, you know, that bring mm-hmm. some people like to climb my mountains. Some people like to ride bicycles, you mm-hmm. know, whatever that thing is. And if there's music associated with because music will bring you in so quickly, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised yes, and not necessarily with words, but just music in general and just put music on just to center yourself, just to bring yourself in. You know, and then go into your meditation, going into, you know, and meditation to me is just me simply talking to God and listening, just Mm -hmm. having a conversation and actually listening with intention. Lord, I want to take this time to talk to you. Lord, I I need you to show me what I need to do next. If you have a business, that's what I do. Lord, what do you want me to do
0: today with an intent? and, And that's what I do. I, I, th- that nugget of just kind of playing, like for you, it's the beach, but finding something that can kind of center yourself even before you want to meditate, mm-hmm. read the Bible, talk to God. So to kind of clear it out, clear out your brain and start to focus. And so what is that? And the fact that you told such a vivid story about being at the beach and you can feel everything, it's incredibly helpful for people who want to get started. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> Maybe before the podcast, we talked about how you have a list of questions for God and that is a whole nother podcast because we already talked about one of them. And that is, um, I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Like, why did you create puberty? Why did you do that? So we're going to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my favorite question. Um, well, let's have a whole podcast about God's questions. Yeah,
2: And I think it's okay to ask God questions. I ask God questions all the time. God is not sitting up high in heaven. Like, no, you can't ask me. God (laughs) wants us. He wants us to ask him questions. He wants to communicate with him. He wants us to have, you know, so that life can be easier. You know, because God sees and knows everything. So when I ask him a question, he already knows the answer. But sometimes he may not give me the direct answer, but he may give me steps to get to the answer. You know, so, you know, open up, talk to God. He'll love to hear from you. Just, you know, (laughs) I am struggling. I'm having a who is get this man out my face. You know, whatever (laughs) it is. And God is like, okay, I got you, baby, because I love you.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I love that. And let's go to the big question. Um, is what decision did you make or was made for you that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charge qualities that you use to help you through that? Well, for me,
2: it was I made a choice at six to stop talking. I was not sick. It wasn't health related. It was basically family dynamics that was going on. And I felt as though if I was quiet, then I wouldn't get into trouble and life would be better for me. And after doing it for a, a, a bit of time, it actually happened. You know, I didn't get in as much trouble, you know, even in school, I didn't get in trouble. And what happened was because I wasn't talking, the only trouble I would say, and I wouldn't say it's technically true, Trouble. It was more concern. Is you know we need your daughter to start speaking up in class. We need her to talk. She doesn't talk in class. So to me, that's not necessarily a bad thing because I did my work. You know, mm-hmm. I I didn't get in trouble. You know, um, the only thing was if a teacher called upon me, you know, good luck because I wasn't going to open my mouth to answer a question in class. So um, that was a decision that kind of changed my life. But then when I turned twenty three, it became a Christian. I made a decision to get on my knees and ask for my voice back, ask God to Mm -hmm. give me my voice back. And God did that. However, be careful when you pray because God will give you exactly what you (laughs) asked for because I got my voice back, but I got it back in a way that wasn't a positive. It was a negative because I had been hurt so much from so many Mm -hmm. people being mean and nasty towards me, talking across me. I felt like I had no value. I had no Mm self-esteem and I was acting out of hurt. People were hurting me so badly. So I turned into them. I turned into, I'm going to get you before you hurt me. So Mm -hmm. I would cut someone out. I would be mean or nasty. I turned into the bullies and the people who had turned me. And I am so grateful to God because what God did was he allowed me to hear myself one day. Mm. And I heard myself talking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be a representation for the Lord. And I am sitting here cussing people out. And I was like, oh my God. It was like an aha moment as Oprah would say. I have now turned into the people who hurt me. And Mm -hmm. I was so upset. By the time I got home, I was bawling. I was crying so hard. I was like, I cannot be this person. I don't want to go back to the non-talker, but I definitely do not want to be the cusser outer because that's what I called her. Mm -hmm. And God, I went on my knees again. I'm like, Lord, I'm I'm a representation of you. I do not want to be this person. Please help me get a happy medium. Help me to find a place where I can feel comfortable and again, God did that exact thing what I asked. Now I will say I'm not 50-50. Cause you catch me on a bad day. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not perfect. I'm human, especially when I'm driving. That, you know, the cussadaum <laughs> might come out. I try not to use cuss words, so I make up words to fill in the blank. But <laughs> I also don't want to go back to the non-speaker. So I'm about a good. Um, 75 75-ish, 65-7-ish on a good spectrum. You know, there's a little bad, but there's a little bad in everybody. I mean, we're not perfect. That's why we need God. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> but how, I'm a lot better than I was.
0: How, so, okay, this is like such a, so I have two major questions. Let's go back to when you were six years old and you have the insight. You, like at six, usually you're, I don't know, sticking Legos up your nose, right? So... How did you at six say, that's it, I'm going to be quiet because this is just better for me to be quiet. And I'm not, and when you say you're not speaking, did you just like not speak at all? Like I'm hungry. Like, did you say like, I would like this and just, you didn't speak much or did you just stop speaking? Well, the answer, the first part of your question, the, as a 60 year old, you,
2: a six year old, you would be surprised how smart sixth graders are, uh, six years old, six, yeah. People that are six, you'll be surprised how smart they are. That's why I'm always telling parents, you really need to talk to your children because you don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. And at five, because I used to be a preschool teacher and then I was a first grade, second grade kindergarten teacher. They are like sponges. They absorb mm-hmm. everything, and they are learning how to use their verse, voices. They are learning how the world operates. You know, it could be a TV program, and they saw something on a TV program at six and said, "Oh my God, it worked on TV!" Not realizing it's not real,
0: mm-hmm. and say, "Let
2: me try that. Let me see if that's going to work in my world." You know, that's not what happened with me. With me. It was that I was already a shy child anyway, in an introvert. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm number three in line of four. And mm-hmm. so I didn't really have a lot of voice anyway, because I had an older, I have an older sister and an older brother who, you know, they were in charge or whatever. So for me to just stop talking, it wasn't a hard decision. It wasn't anything like, oh my God, you know, it was just one day I'm just saying. I said to myself, you know, I'm just not gonna say anything, because what's the point? It mm-hmm. was just that simple. What's the point? You know, I'm gonna get in trouble. They're gonna believe him or her, you know. So, you know what, just be quiet. Just don't say anything. And that's exactly what I did. Now, if my my mom or my dad would ask me something, of course I would answer mm-hmm. it, you mm-hmm. know. Or, you know, it wasn't like I had to ask for well, you know, I'm a chubby child, so listen, I came in the world, I guess eat so <laughs> I'm like, mom, can I have a cookie? Sure, you can have a cookie or something like that. But if it wasn't one of those things where um I had to talk, then the choice would be not to talk. I spent okay. a lot of time with older adults like my great-grandmom, my great grandfather, my grandmother, you know, my aunties and everything. You know, it was just easy. I could just be myself and I didn't really have to f- be fearful of you know, talking around them. But when I was around anyone else, it's like, you know what, it's just easier. It it, it was just easier just not to say anything.
0: Mm. And so you continued that just kind of like, I'm not, I'm going to be pretty quiet. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say much. It's easier. And so was it easier for you then as you went through, let's get up to kind of 23 years old, but like going through school, did it become was it easier for you? And how kind of were you feeling throughout this?
2: It it was to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because kids are mean. Let me just mm-hmm. just break it down to everybody. <laughs> if you've been in school, anybody have been in elementary, middle school, high school, the children are mean. Them mm-hmm. little people that walk around, they just mean. And when they find someone, it's like they have a radar. Oh my God, she's fluffy. And I like the word fluffy instead of fat. So she's fluffing and she doesn't talk. Bing, 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 bing. I'm, mm-hmm. She's my target. And mm-hmm. that's that one. But the people who I were, was not their t- target. They didn't really bother me. They just said, she's shy. She doesn't mm-hmm. talk, but I had more of the target. <laughs> me being a target than I had mm-hmm. not. I am grateful that um, God put me in the classroom of some amazing teachers who saw that in me and pulled mm-hmm. it out of me. They kind of like took me under their wing and, you know, kind of tried to help me. But, um, you know, that I believe that's the thing that helped me through school having mm-hmm. certain teachers, because I can remember those teachers who protected me, who wouldn't allow, you know, in their classroom. Mm-hmm. I remember in middle school, that's what I really needed at Mr. Coleman. Um, on my podcast, I write about him because he was one of my favorite teachers. He refused to allow anyone to mistreat me. Mm. And I loved that. But then, you know, I had some other teachers who didn't care, you know, they'll let them joke me. Uh-huh. They would let them pick on me. So for, mm. for me, that decision, it wasn't in school. It wasn't good. But again, I was trying to protect myself and I, I thought that was a great decision. Um, I feel like it went on a little bit too long. In the beginning, I think it was a great decision because it worked and it worked wonderfully. I didn't get in trouble, you know, through elementary school a little bit, but that middle school in high school, somebody should have been talking. (laughs) And that was me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What, what, um, so then you talked about kind of turning this 23. So you make this decision, you're like, I'm going to be quieter. But as you said, you didn't really have, your voice, then you didn't kind of practice your voice. And so when it came out, then it became the kind of the people who were targeting you, you started to sound like them, which you and I know how, and Kelly too, how easy it is to get teased. And then you become the teaser, right? Like, so that cycle keeps continuing. Mm -hmm. So how did you kind of start to use your voice? And then you're like, uh Oh, this isn't the way. Like you said, you went home crying. I want to hear about that when you kind of went, Oh no, I'm becoming them. Oy. Well, my voice, my mouth became a weapon of destruction.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I it 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 was almost like a switch that's that's that kind of flipped on. Okay, now you can talk. Oh, if she come at you the wrong way, oh you uh-huh. get her before you get she gets you. Oh, like even my family or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't talk to her anymore. She's gone. You're Mm -hmm. dealing with the new me. Okay. You better get out my face. You know, I became a bully. You know, I'm like, oh, no, I I was definitely going to get you before you got me. Even if you looked at me the wrong way, why are you looking at me? What? yeah, I'm fat. Yeah, I'm fluffy. What? Well, you have to say that kind of bullying kind of thing, you know, but I had went so many years of that happening to me. It's kind of like I became that person through going through all of the pain and all the things I went through school. It, it kind of like just jumped on me and out of, I always talk about my heart and my heart had so much damage and so much hurt into it, whatever is in your heart is going to come out of you. Mm -hmm. And all of that stuff built up. I mean, it wasn't one year, it wasn't two years, it wasn't five years, you know, it it was like 18, 16, 18 years of this. Mm. And now, you know, I have my voice. I don't know how to use it in a positive way because that's not what I've encountered. I've encountered negativity for the most part. So that's what I'm going to spew out negativity, mm. hurt, you know, anger, you know, all those negative feelings. But God is so merciful and so grateful. That day at the game, I was at a football game, and God, it's it's almost like someone just took the earbuds out of my ears and just allowed me, shout out everybody else's voice, and all I heard was my voice and what was coming out. And if you've ever had a moment like that when you actually hear yourself and what you're saying, it will change your life, Uh especially if it's negative, and you're like. Oh my god, that was me saying that. And then I put two and two together, and but you know, because I'm upset about it, and as I'm driving home, you know, all of these pieces of puzzles are coming together, and I'm realizing, oh my god, you have now turned into them. Mm. And that's when the tears just start rolling. I'm mm. like, oh my god, I am them. I am mm. her. And I could name people. The bully when I was in school, you know, I I, I I was like, and I never put my hands on people like he put his hands on me. But my words were just as bad as hands. You mm. know, my, my words, things that were coming out of my mouth was just as bad as if, if as if I was physically putting my hands on someone because the pain was still there. It may not have been a physical pain, but it was a mental pain. It was a pain that hurt them to their heart. And I'm like, I hate this. I I cannot mm-hmm. live like this. And I'm like, Lord, I do not want to go back to not talking. I do not want to go through that anymore, but I definitely do not want to be the cusser out of. So mm-hmm. please help me. And as time went on, You know, my heart started to change and God started allowing me to encounter positivity, positive things by going to church, by reading my Bible, you know, and and getting to really know God and how much he loved me. You know, that was like a love that I Mm. wasn't used to. And I'm like, oh, my God, you love me so much that you protected me by giving me teachers, you know, that watched over me. And then you sent me to a church that was feeding me spiritually and helping me to grow. And then you allowed me to get my voice back, but then you allowed me to hear myself again. And mm-hmm. then you came back, you know, I'm like, that. that's some, that's some pretty good loving. <laughs> that is a pretty good loving for some, yeah. you know, to see all of that and then allow me to develop and become the woman that I am now. I'm telling y'all, God, he that, pretty good when it comes
0: to loving on you. <laughs> that it's so it's speaking of that, like that love, because I was just thinking when you're talking, I was like, oh my goodness, you're kind of like a tea kettle. So all this building, 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 mm-hmm. building, building year after year after year, and all that negativity, and so all this, all other people's stuff, right, that they were putting into you and the negative and the bullying, and then it kind of this explodes. And what's so beautiful about your story is that whereas a lot of people become the bully, all like we the cycle keeps continuing, the cycle keeps continuing. I was bullied, so I'm gonna bully others. I was abused, so I'm gonna abuse others, like that whole thing that you had that moment of hearing yourself and instead of squishing that down, you said, no, i'm gonna I'm gonna do something like mm-hmm. this really impacted me. so what? Maybe a couple of those, like maybe the charge qualities that you used and some of the advice you have for people who, whatever cycle you're in, there. lots of us say like, I don't want to be my parents, right? Or I don't want to be that person. And then you have this moment, you look in the mirror, just like you said, and you go, oh, I am that person. Oh my gosh, the thing I didn't want to be. So what are, how did you you talked about God and 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 that love and the positivity, but what are some of the charged qualities and some of the actions you want to share with people so they can move through it as beautifully as you have? Well, for me, it took courage. It took mm. courage to sit in
2: at a game, hear yourself mm not like it and to make it and, and, and say, you know, I don't like what I just heard. And then it took courage to drive home and have all of those memories mm-hmm. of all those people who hurt you and you absorb it. And then it took courage to get on your knees and say, I do not want to be that person. Because like you said, I could have easily said, OK, well, uh, well, they deserve it. You know, mm-hmm. I could have put up a wall and say, OK, well, that's just who I am now. People ought to understand all those years I went through and they hurt me. It's about time some people got hurt back. You know, let me pay the world back for all exactly. the bad that it's done to me. Yeah. It took yeah. courage and it's hard. It is. Ve- and, and, and it wasn't an easy journey. I would tell anybody it's very difficult because now you you're struggling with two people. When you get in a situation or or a place, you know, you have to make a decision. You know, sometimes I'm in a room full of people and the little girl is back there. She was like, come on, just don't say anything. Be quiet. But then you're like, no, I don't want to go back to being her. But then you have to cuss her out. Or on the other side, it's like, well, if anybody's saying anything to you, you just cuss them out or you just lay them out. (laughs) And then it takes courage to make the decision to say, you know what, I'm not going to be either one of you because that was Mm -hmm. the old me, the new me. I'm going to love on these people. I'm going to joke around. I'm going to use my humor. I'm going to be the person who I am today. The the, the person that God created to be mm-hmm. today. That's who I'm going to be. And then it takes resilience. You have to constantly go over and over it and just keep pushing yourself forward. Just keep pushing yourself mm-hmm. and saying, you know what? I am resilient. You know, and that that brings me back to the first one. When, when I look at the show, Finding Your Roots. Those people went through hell mm. to get uh-huh. here. Those people, they fought, you know, you know, my history, you know, being partially African-American, you know, I, my, I know my family's roots, but I know what they went through to get me here. So every time my great grandfather, I love him. He was an entrepreneur. He had businesses. He owned land. He was, he's like my hero. And I always think about his resilience, how he just kept pushing forward, no matter what happened. If some trouble came in one business, he had other businesses that he could fall upon and he just kept going. He had goals and that was another one being goal oriented. He had goals that him set for himself. And now I have goals and I'm like, no, I'm not going to. And setting a goal can be as simple as a goal is this. Today, I am going to love on three people. I'm going to say three nice things to people. And I I remember doing it just the other day at the doctor's office. I, te- I took my mom to the doctor and one of the nurses came out. It was a male nurse and he looked like he was having a hard day. And I literally walked up to him and I said, you know what? I like your hair. You know, it looks really nice on you. And it threw him so far back because, you know, that's not the norm in this world. Nobody Uh wants to you and give you a compliment. You might catch it maybe once a month, if that. And I said to him, I said to him, I really like your ponytail. I I like that. It looks really nice on you. And he was like, thank you so much. And I said, can you do me a favor? Can you pay it forward? Find somebody else today and give them a compliment. And he said, ma'am, I can do that. He messed me up when he said, ma'am, because I'm like, look, <laughs> but no, <laughs> he said, yes, I would do. And I was like, thank you. But make it th- that's that could be a simple goal. You know, for yes. me, like today, a simple goal would be you're going to make it through the day and you're only going to think positive thoughts. Mm hmm. Being goal and you know people think when you're goal uh, oriented is basically you know oh in five years I'm gonna own a company well let's get through today let's mm-hmm. make a short term goal let's get through the day without throwing your kids out the window you know <laughs> without without pushing them out the car you know <laughs> without yelling at your husband you know let's make a let's try that gig. let's
0: try that yeah. yeah. I I would say too, when I listen to your story, there's so much humility as well that you are humble to God, right? You're like, you know what? I need some answers. I need some help. I need to talk to people. It's kind of bigger than I am. Like, that's what I hear through. You didn't mention it, but I hear that when you talk. Um, and just like, you know, I, I was saying the tea kettle filled up with negative and now you're flipping it to fill up everyone's tea kettle with positive. Right. So, so when they kind of, when the tea kettle goes off with the people who have interacted with you, it will be positive, like the, like the nurse with the ponytail. So he'll go out and he's Mm going to put positive into the world. And so it's just so, it's so beautiful your story on how you have taken all the negative and didn't become a bully and said, I'm going to become something different. And I was just thinking of Kelly, uh, when, when we were talking about the, the, the cusser outer, that's for sure. Not Kelly Gunther no, ever, ever, ever. She doesn't even understand swear words and she's never said one and she doesn't know what you're talking about. So I think this podcast was very hard for Kelly because she doesn't understand that.
1: keep <laughs> a very even keel Valeria. So I, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Such a beautiful story. And I think for, for me, when I hear it, it's, it's the intentionality that you take every day. Once you made the commitment that you saw the version of yourself that you were when you were six and growing up through 23, you knew you didn't want to get to that place or you didn't want to go back to being that person who didn't have a voice or chose not to use her voice. And then when you found your voice you didn't want to use it for ways that were negative or not helpful for you, not serving you. But the intentionality, the work that you did, how did you find God? Were you were you a family that was religious? Yes. Was it uh you were. Okay. Yes, we were we were raised in the church. My grandmother um
2: even though my parents may not have gone to church, my grandmother would pick us up or my parent, my dad would drop us off and we would go to church with, with my grandmother. So God has always been a part of my life. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you become teenagers or when you become young adults, sometimes you stray away from it or you just want to live your own life or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I believe that God has always had his hands upon my life because I look back in so many situations that I know it was nothing but my angels and God that got me out of it. And I'm so glad that God gave me good vision to see it good ears to hear it because oftentimes we just blow off. That was great luck. No, it wasn't great luck. Your angels was protecting you. You know, there was a time when I was at a a beach and it was a private beach. I had no business being there. I was the only black person there. And so of course, you know, they would have seen me (laughs) out of everybody. They would have, oh, there's, yeah. And, but honestly, the angel, you know, was like, you need to leave now. You need to leave now. And I'm grateful that I heard it. I got up as I was pulling out. The police was coming in. Mm -hmm. By the time I got home, it was a news story. It was on the news. And there was no way I would Mm -hmm. be able to tell my parents why I was down there. First of all, I was underage and there was underage drinking and partying going down there. I had no business down there. But that's what I'm saying. I'm grateful. And sometimes you have to be in tune. You have to be open enough to listen and not push those voices and and those things away because you don't want to deal with life is hard. And I'm not saying that my life was easy. And even now, you know, I do struggle. I struggle with the six-year-old. I struggle with the Cusserata. I struggle with them sometimes depending on the situation where I am. I struggle with, especially when I'm driving Oh, my God, you know, because people on the (laughs) road are crazy, you know, (laughs) they're just crazy. So when I'm driving, I'm like, okay, okay, a short term goal today. I'm going to drive and I'm just going to let the people in. You know, if they do something wrong, I'm just going to turn the music up. I'm going to smile and let it go. Now, that don't happen every day, but I make (laughs) it I make it a goal to set for myself that, you know, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm learning to deal with it. And it's like anything that you go through a long term, it becomes a part of you. That's a part of me. It's not going to go anywhere. You know, but what I choose to do with it is up to me. I make choices every day. I'm not going to be the six-year-old. I'm not going to be the cusser out. You know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be a great representation of God. That's who I'm going to be. The best version of myself.
1: I mean, that's so beautiful because it it is, it, like you said, it is a choice and we make a choice of how we want to represent ourselves in your case, how you want to represent God as well. And I think you, you're such a good, I think for women in particular, Valeria, you represent, um, just the power of belief in, in, in ourselves as women. Um, especially now because we live in such a difficult time and, um, I think for women, a powerful voice like yours is so incredibly helpful. Um, And so I love the words that you're sharing and the intentionality behind them and the hope that you give too. Um, Because, you know, you have a a distinct desire in your heart that you know the difference of what you were and how you were living when you were younger. Um, And you also know that you've made choices that you weren't necessarily proud of, but When you make the right decisions for yourself, that you live a life that allows you to live in truth. And so for you, that's what's most important. And as a representative of God, that's what makes you the happiest. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're so thankful that you were able to be a guest in our podcast to share your incredibly poignant and inspirational story. Um, We will incorporate all all your information into our show notes so that everyone has an opportunity to connect with you. And I hope that everyone will. Um, uh, So Valeria, thank you so much for being a guest in our podcast. We're just so humbled uh, that you were able to join us and share your story with us. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you guys for just allowing
2: me to have a place to share my story because I want to help as many people as I can. I want to help pe- women, especially, to get their voices back and to use it for a positive. Mm-hmm. So thank you for giving me this platform. You know, Kelly, I know you don't know about the Cusser router, so maybe, you know, your sister <laughs> can share with you, you know, Carrie can share with you about the Cusser
1: router. Right, exactly. Especially on the road. I have no idea what that looks
0: like either. So. Really? Do you drive? Um, <laughs> He's the calmest driver ever i guarantee oh my god
1: <laughs> totally totally oh, i need She's to meet you and pull. Me in those
2: moments <laughs> i need to meet you and pull some of that energy
1: <laughs> i need to just sit beside know, you right?
2: and just pull it oh can i get that
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should have a reality show i think it would be quite lovely um and quite hilarious too Um, but we're just so grateful. Thank you so much again, Valeria, um, for being on our podcast and for sharing your story. We're, we're really honored that you were able to join us. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the recharge your life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at abracigroup, Instagram at warriorsofhr, HR and Twitter at warriors HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.